Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast and I uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you all for praying for us. We had a, uh, we were able to have a good time in West Virginia preaching for Brother Lee Bowman there in Mannington, West Virginia and uh, just south of Morgantown a little bit and uh, got to fellowship with Lee and Tam for good friends and we served together at Independent on staff years ago, and just a joy to uh, to fellowship there. Um, thank thank Brother Stroud for preaching for us, and Chris and, and the, uh, Brother Stroud in the morning, and Chris in the evening, and uh, appreciate uh, you folks being faithful. Now, uh, I got two prayer requests I want to mention. Let me mention. Let's pray for the bereaved, and let's also pray for the sick. And I want to pray for two request today focus on and move into the uh, the uh, challenge uh, little baby Logan is with the Lord little baby Logan passed away I believe yesterday or the day before and let's pray for Frank's family and uh, pray that God leaves an opening for his word uh, to be shared the gospel and so we pray for that and uh, so let's pray. It's a good difficult. It's got to be a difficult thing for mom and dad. And the second thing I want us to pray for is brother Doug Keyes. His speech therapist came over yesterday, and he was not acting just right. And so the speech therapist had him admitted back to the hospital there, up at White Oak. So let's pray uh, for brother Doug Keyes, and let's pray for his recovery. Pray for Miss Key. She has a cold, and she needs she needs to understand, be able to be with him. And so, let's pray for that. Lord, thank you for the day. We pray for Logan, this little lo- baby Logan's family. We pray that you would bless poor poor little fellow, just just able to be here for a little bit, but he'll be with you for eternity. And Lord, we pray that his parents would know you, so they could see him again. And uh, Lord, we pray that you bless Frank during this time, help him be able to minister to his family. And, Lord, we pray for Brother Keys in and out of the hospital. Lord, we pray that you'd heal him, help him. And, uh, Lord, we just pray that you'd help folks, uh, his, his family, uh, Miss Myra, Karen, and her husband, as they go back and forth. And, Lord, give him safety. May he be back out and feeling better uh, as soon as possible. We know you're the great physician, God. We pray that you'd work there. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've been looking at Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey them that have the rule over, over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Now, I, I want to focus on these, these first two phrases. Obey them that have the rule over you. Let's talk about the pastor. And, and submit yourselves. Submit yourselves. Now, what's it saying there, preacher? What's, what's that? What's that? What's that verse saying? It's saying obey and submit. Uh, the actual, the actual ob- obedience, the essence of that word is this, that you yield and trust your under-shepherd. You obey, you yield to him, and you trust him. And uh, God, God should give you a trust, and you should be able to trust your pastor. Uh, sad to say there are pastors you cannot trust. Uh, but you need to. You have a passage that you can trust. Thank the Lord. 
But obey, it means to yield and to trust. Obey them that have the rule over you. And it says submit. Now that word submit means to surrender. To surrender. Now I know what a lot of people say when they see this verse. They, but it's Bible. And I don't, I'm not, not going to read anything into this verse that, this, that, it doesn't, that it doesn't mean. But the pastor is your soul watcher. And the pastor will give account for you. He has to take care of himself. He has to give account for his family. He has to give account for every church family member. The pastor is the under-shepherd for the local church. Uh, the pastor must feed and lead and feed the flock. The flock, and I want you to get this, the flock, the church is a unit, and those that stray are open to wolves. So the pastor is there to watch. He's to keep out a uh, uh, doctrine that is false. And, 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 and let, me just, let me just focus in on this because here's one thing I see that the cohesion of the flock and the difficulty that's laid on pastors today is this. The church is a ministry unit, and it's only as strong as the sheep minister together under the leadership of the, of the shepherd. I meet a lot of people, and they say to me, what, what, uh, I have a ministry, I have this ministry, and I said, okay, what's your, who's your local church? They said, oh, no, it's just my ministry. There's no such thing in the Bible. I said, what, what do you mean, preacher? Well, you just don't start up a ministry. As a matter of fact, churches start up churches. Churches don't, a church doesn't just start up by itself. Churches call pa churches send out pastors. Churches send out missionaries. Uh, uh, churches churches disciple. Churches baptize. Churches uh, observe the Lord's table. Churches it's, it's all all given to the local church. Now you should preach. What's that have to do? Here's what it has to do with this. The church, and in particular the men of the church need to get behind their pastor. And we learned this at the Mighty Men's Conference, the fellows that went, and connect and understand his vision. Sunday morning at the church in Manhattan, I asked, I said, how many of you men know your pastor's vision? Crickets. How many of you folks of Faith Independent know your pastor's vision? How many of you have asked your pastor? Uh, how many of you know the, the concerns, his concerns? I think a lot of people in churches like ours look around and say, well, this needs to be done. This needs Well, what's the priority that needs to be done? See? Now, it all comes back to God working through your pastor and you and obeying and trusting him and submit submitting and surrendering to him. And that's why churches thrive. That's why God blesses churches. But if you're not willing to obey or yield and trust, if you're not willing to submit to your pastor, God can never use you and your church as a whole can never be what it could have been when the flock is all unified and submitting to the under-shepherd. Amen? Well, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, today is the day. Today is the day. You say, preacher, how, 
what what do I need to know? There's three things you need to know. Number one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. That means we're all sinners. That means we're all sinners. And then uh, not only are we all sinners, not only are we all sinners, we're born that way. Romans 5.12. Wherefore is by one man sin into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. That means we're all sinners. We're all sinners. So we're all sinners. Number two, you need to understand this. Romans chapter uh, 6 and verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death. Death. You say, Preacher, I know everybody's going to die. Well, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14 says, In death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. If there's a second, there has to be a first. What's the first? Physical. What's the second? Eternal. So number one, I'm a sinner. Number two, because of that sin, I'm, I'm condemned. But the Bible says in Romans 5, 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 6, 23, the last part of the verse, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What are these verses saying? That Jesus Christ died on the cross, he was buried, and he rose again the third day. He gave us the gift of eternal life through his death, his burial, and resurrection. And as a sinner condemned, he died for you. He was buried, he rose again the third day. So, if you believe that, the Bible says you can call on him for salvation today. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, those words call, believe, heart are all in there. What is it saying? Those verses are saying you can call on the Lord for salvation if you believe in your heart that he, he, he died for you on the cross, he was buried, and he rose again the third day for you as a sinner condemned. Would you do that? Right where you are, would you bow your head and close your eyes and say, Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and because of that sin, I'm condemned to hell. But you died for me on the cross. You were buried. You rose again the third day. Come in, I believe, come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to God's family. And let us know so we can help you with the next steps in the Christian life, the most exciting life in the world. Amen? Hey, folks. Let's sub obey and submit. Obey and submit your path to your pastor according to the word of God. And let's see the church go on. Lord, thank you for the time you've given us tonight. We pray that you bless our evening, give us a good rest, and a good day tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and have a great day.